Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. And now, battle ready with Father Dan Rehill. Good day. Welcome to Battle Ready. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, I come before you seeking your divine guidance in times of confusion. Illuminate my path with your wisdom and grant me discernment to distinguish truth from falsehood. As I seek justice, let your light shine upon the hidden truths, exposing all that is wrong and granting us the strength to rectify it. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Today I have a guest, a very special guest that just came in on my radar a few days ago. And um, her name is Stacy Shore. She's a convert to the Catholic Church. She came in in 21, um, probably right in the midst of COVID. And uh, she went through RCIA, the Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults. She's the mother of two college-age children. And... Uh, prior to all this, she took a journey to India in 2014 to become a yoga teacher, and then even deeper to go into Kundalini yoga as a teacher in 2017. And it wreaked a little bit of havoc in her life, and she found her way back to Jesus through the prayers to the Blessed Mother and the devotion to her through praying the rosary daily and recognizing there is truly a spiritual battle going on for souls in the world. And so, welcome, Stacy. How are you? I'm good, Father. I'm glad to hear that. So, you have a particular knowledge about yoga that most people would not. And um, let's start with what, what, what got you excited about getting into yoga? <clears throat> well, um, I was, like a lot of people, I think... Uh, particularly right now, uh, so many people looking for, you know, relief, some sort of um, healing. Um, and yoga has become so popular. And people hear so much about these breathing techniques and these movement techniques that could possibly help you relieve this this pressure, this this feeling of anxiety and um, you know, and then also the physical thing, but I think mostly people are looking for some sort of internal peace and, um, and they think they can find it through this, through this movement and movement is good. Um, meditation is good, but we have to recognize what we're, what we're yoking ourselves to, you know? And I yeah. think that people don't recognize that, you know, but that's what the word yoga means is, is yoke. And, um, and so that's what I was seeking. I was, I was incredibly anxious, um, at raising children and having the, the struggles of, of marriage and all the, all the pressure of life, you know, just seeking something to find <coughs> some relief. And I wanted so, to go as deep as I could, so I said, I'm going to India. Yeah, you don't mess around. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to get to the, to the point, you know. I yeah. didn't want to play around. I wanted to see if there was truth in it. And 
And by going fully through the experience, I thought maybe I could discern that. Yeah. So Father Carlos Martins is an exorcist um, that I've done a little work with. And um, he's studied this quite a bit. And what, what, what nobody's really talking about is that these movements, these yoga movements, are forms of worship to pagan deities. Now, we know there's only one God. So if there's only one God, who are these pagan deities? They're demons. So these right. movements are actually a form of worship to certain demons as you're making the movements and doing the meditation and the, the noises. Um, so let's see. So you get to India and what happens? Well, um, I got to India and, you know, that was that was a huge move for me because I had never... I had never gone on a vacation or gone anywhere without a group of people, without my family. You know, I just, I just knew that I was desperate uh-huh. and, um, and I, I needed to do this. So I went, you know, you go through the teacher training. There's so many parts of the ritual, you know, you wake up at four o'clock in the morning and you do, um, cleansing and then you do yoga for an hour in the hot Indian sun and um, you journal and you do breath work and you chant and and it's it's challenging it's um, and it it never seems to end you know you you learn one aspect and then you go into another aspect and you keep going deeper and deeper and I would say, you know, you are finding some sort of relief from from the breath work. Um, and so you're thinking, okay, this is good. It's all a deception, though. It's it's just to get you in there because I, I just truly believe that Satan doesn't care how he gets you. You know, your mm-hmm. intentions can be good, but you need to you need to know um, more than what you than what you do know. You need to seek further than just what somebody's handing you and you think it's good, but it always has an, it turns, everything flips at one point, you know, and yeah. you kind of don't take it that seriously. Oh, I'm just using these movements. And because I had known Jesus when I was younger, I really loved Jesus. So in my mind, no man, no guru, no anybody is ever going to have me bowing down to to them in what I think I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know, um, but, but you are, you're replacing what God offers you with this other thing, this false thing. Yeah. Um, and so, you don't, you don't really realize it. If you're like me, your, your intentions aren't bad, but, uh, <laughs> but you're just getting deeper and deeper yoked to Mm. And probably opening up yourself, I mean, de- most definitely opening yourself up. But that's part of the whole access ritual. Access for the enemy. Yeah. I'm sorry? So let's back up a step. So just to give an idea of, like, your background, what's your, like, what's your, your background as far as schooling and work and what have you been doing? Okay. Um, well, I, I was brought up in the Baptist church. So I had, I had a a born again experience when I was 11 years old, I came to Jesus. I, be- I believed in Jesus. I loved Jesus. And ever since I was a little child, 
I talked to Jesus and mm-hmm. he was my friend and helped me through things I thought, you know. Uh, but then as I got older, I I started questioning that because I wasn't very well formed. I I didn't know the Bible, I couldn't read the Bible, didn't understand it. There were things in it that um, confused me. And so I just followed what people said or what I thought they said. And so mm-hmm. for me, when I thought that I have this born, you know, I accept Jesus in my heart, I think that that means everything's going to be good. Everybody's going to be good. You're protected. And all of a sudden, no more sin, no more, uh, no more temptation. I didn't realize that it's always a battle, yeah. you know, that, that you have to come every day, you know, prepared, you know. I tell my kids all the time now, I'm like, gird your loins, <laughs> you know, yeah. put on the full armor of God because you're going out there into the world. And there is no, you know, you have to depend completely on God because just because you accept Jesus, you know, that doesn't mean that you get a pass. You know, you have grace, but you still have to fight the fight. And um, I wasn't. I wasn't really prepared for that. So I, I walked away. I, I, I got disillusioned. I was like, wait, this isn't, this isn't, must not be real because, you know, there's still this bad stuff and there's still, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, this bad behavior on everybody's part. And how do I live in this world? You know, it's, I, I didn't realize the world is pretty much run by the enemy. You know, he's, he's, <clears throat> trying to get into your life at every whether you're good or you're not so good or or you think you're good or whatever there's always an access point he's looking for to draw you away from God and um so then I went to college and things got worse you know I started um probably the first book I read was Siddhartha by Herman Hess um and I started questioning all this stuff that I had not been familiar with in Eastern mysticism and um, Buddhism, Hinduism. And I, I could, I could relate to that. I was like, okay, this is energy, you know? And so you just get deeper and deeper into um, these uh, definitions that the occult will offer you, you know? Um, What did you study in college? Um, advertising and I didn't graduate uh, I was disillusioned by everything everywhere I turned it looked like it was a trap you know um, it didn't <clears throat> seem like there was any noble way to go mm-hmm. um, and so anyway so, I, when you, so you could say when you kind of found this it, it sort of was an answer to a lot of the problems you were you were seeing initially yeah Initially. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. So and you, I, how long I, you over I there, that first, to take more control. The, the first trip to India, how long was that? Um, five weeks. And, uh, yeah, I was in a really dark place before I left. Um, my options, I felt like were, I, I didn't, I didn't think I would actually commit suicide. I didn't, I knew I wouldn't. But I thought about it a lot, you know, like the world would be better. Everybody would be better off if I wasn't here. Uh So I just went all the way to that thought, like, 
well, hey, if my if I'm already there, if I'm at that brink, then I've I've got to do something, something truly drastic to change my life because because I'm no good for myself or anybody else. So I just kind of took myself all of it. Well, I could either be dead or I could go try this thing and see if this helps. And, all right, so, um, so you come back after five weeks, and then what happens? Um, so I'm I'm doing yoga and then i get introduced to kundalini yoga because what i'm seeking is god and i'm seeking this sacred experience i'm seeking i'm seeking that you know that thing that um uh i don't know outside of me uh supernatural experience enlightenment um some kind of answer to to everything and when i found kundalini yoga it was so much deeper and it was I thought it was exactly what I was looking for. You go in and you're meditating and you are, you are, it's a lot clearer than in Hatha Yoga where you're doing, you know, you're at the YMCA and you're doing these movements and it feels a lot like fitness. This felt like worship. The spiritual. And that was actually what I was seeking. Okay. So most of the listeners probably do not know what that means. Kundalini. This is the type of yoga that focuses on awaking the Kundalini energy that's said to be a coiled up snake at the base of the spine. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So right and away, so this is what you- that should have huge warning bells going off all over the place. <laughs> right. It should. And it did in some way. You know, it's like, hmm, that sounds a little sketchy. Yeah. I don't know. That I don't know, you know, but but these people that are in the community, I I love them. They're my friends. I I don't feel like they have these bad intentions. They're they're telling you, and always in the occult, they're like, you have to go deeper. You know, you have to face your fear. You right. have to. You're being. You're you're not you're not going there, you know, um, and you have to accept the dark you know, side of yourself and the shadow side and you have to accept it, go through it, like some sort of fire, some sort of test. And I I truly feel like God was protecting me through all that because I never had a Kundalini uh, awakening, as they say. I was trying to, but I didn't. And I think that was a blessing um, because God knew that even in those moments, I was still always talking to Jesus. Uh-huh. Um, because right, so he's been I, presented as a teacher, a master, uh, an enlightened one. You know, he's all of these things. Those aren't true, but this is true. You know, and that's an, a, another part of how they try to suck people in. Yeah. You know, they, they use Jesus and they use things that you've heard from the Bible. And and they flip them and... and uh, you know, use them for their purposes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a friend who went to a psychic and she saw a statue of the Blessed Mother on on the table next to the psychic and she thought, oh, she must be good. Our Lady's statue is here. And uh, it turned out she wasn't very good. It was It was demons. Now, the Kundalini yoga gets into these things called chakras. And, yes. and one of the chakras is the third eye. And truth uh-huh. be told, one of the worst possession cases I ever had was a young Catholic guy who tried to open his third eye, and that's where the demon went in. And then he, we had, it took a year 
a year yeah. plus to get that guy into a state where he was okay again. Um, so you go back to India to study this particular kind of yoga, right? No, actually, I didn't go back to India. I I did a yoga teacher training here in Nashville. Here, oh, in Nashville, really? Yeah. And, wow. Um, and so, what came of that? So then, I, I I'm in. I I love it. I can go every day. That was kind of like what I was looking for, and I did, wasn't familiar with the Catholic Church in any in any sense. I didn't know that you could go to the Catholic Church every day, get on your knees, and adore the the Eucharist. I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. Um, so I thought, oh, here's this place finally where I can go every day. I could go three times a day if I want. I can I can sit and meditate on God and and um, have this sacred time, you know. Um, and so I started teaching it, and um, then things just started, you know, things started being, I don't know, through the meditation, through the breath work, the veil started getting really, really thin. You know, things were happening in my life that I was like, mm, this isn't, this feels, uh, this feels connected to something I can't see. Uh, words that would come out of people's mouths, books that would show up, you know, passages, songs on the radio. You know, it just felt like the spiritual world was interacting in a way that I had never experienced before. And so I was like, okay, you, you need to, this is real. You know, this isn't a fairy tale. This isn't like wishful thinking. This is real. So you need to look into some of these things. Some things were just dinging in my head about the the world that was going on around me, the things that were going on in the world, politically, financially, um, all around. I was like, what is the connection? And I start digging and, and anyway, come to, come to find out on my own research through different things, I was like, oh, Satan's real. Satan had never been real to me before. And angels were all good. All angels were angels of light, and they were guiding me and all of this. And then I realized, oh, no, 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 there's two. There's, there's demons and there's angels. There's, there's the enemy, Satan. And so if that's true... There has to be God. God has to be true. You know, it's not just my wishful thinking or not my, you know, whatever. It's it's real. You better get on the right side. So I'm like, oh, gosh, because I'm, I'm doing all this meditating. I'm doing all this um, chanting. So I'm like, oh, gosh, uh, shut it down. Shut it down and find some protection, you know. So I'm searching on the internet and I find the rosary. And because I always, I always loved Mother Mary too. I don't know why that was a thing because I was brought up Protestant, but I always loved her, trusted her in some way, you know. And so I got a rosary, learned how to pray it, and I just started praying it every day. And then when that happened, that's when everything started changing she started 
she started leading me to Jesus. She started convicting, you know, convicting me. I don't know the Holy Spirit, whatever was convicting me. Yeah. I'd always kind of played the victim. Like, well, if these people weren't acting like this, then I would be better, you know? And I felt like what I was finding through the rosary was that the mother very gently was saying, it's you, Stacy. you know, you have to change. You have to work for your own salvation. You have to forgive. You have to, you have to be the one that works out your own salvation. It has nothing to do with these people, you know? And so then through praying the rosary, my heart was changing. I was becoming more convicted. I, I'm going to every church I can think of, um, trying to go every day. Then I found the Catholic. So I was like, okay, if this is true, let's go back to the beginning. So I go um, to the gospel. And then I start reading about the early church and the early church fathers and who was doing this work in the beginning, you know? Mm-hmm. They had to have known something if they're willing to die for it, you know, this is different. This is different than every religion. They, this isn't just a a master or a teacher. This is God. And um, so it was through a a lot of the reading about the saints and the early church fathers that then took me to the Catholic church. And then I would just go as much as I could and then pray in the rosary. And that's what, you know, and then COVID happened. We got locked down. We went, we have a farm about an hour from here. The whole family went there. We stayed. And we were able to just do lots and lots of research. I told my husband about what I'd found out. I'm praying the rosary. I, I had a mandala painted up in an upstairs bedroom. I painted Jesus over the mandala. And I would I would get on my knees and I'd pray the rosary every day. And one day my husband came up, and I, I don't know that my husband had ever prayed before. I would not known of that. And he, he got down on his knees, and he said, can I pray the rosary with you? And I said, yeah. So that was, that was very healing for us because we were going through difficult, you know, times. Then we find out that his mother calls and says, oh, Stacy, I was cleaning out some stuff, and I found john's great-grandfather's rosary and i figured he would like to have it and i'm like oh my gosh yes (laughs) we're finding out all this stuff about then my husband finds out he was baptized catholic nobody told him he was baptized catholic because they went away from the church after he was born yeah um so so many things were being revealed um so many miracles so much grace i can't even there's not enough time you know, um, but it changed, it changed my life. It changed everything. And it worked. I feel um, the Blessed Mother's protection over my family. And, and how, I mean, my life is just completely different. It's, it's, if you, you know, one of my favorite verses is Matthew 11 um, 30 for my yoke is easy and my burden is light and that's truly you know that that relates to yoga you know here you are yoking yourselves to these little demons Mm -hmm. who are you know 
throwing out crumbs. <clears throat> and it's almost like there's like a carrot, you know, that you never can actually get to, you know, keep going further, keep going deeper. But in, in truth, all you have to do is surrender to Jesus. Yeah. And his yoke is easy, his burden is light. And that's what it's been. He calls us. And to you finally him. have found the peace. Yes. Yes. And, and, and every and time. Even that ironically, I have, like, even in the even in the crazy times we live, you have found that peace and you found it in him. Um and you know, we'll him. never probably know the power of the rosary until we get to heaven. It's just one more testimony of why we need to be praying our rosary every day. Because there's so many dangers that we're not aware of, but she is. And yes. she knows how to protect her children. So we have to do that. We've got one minute. Give give one summation about a warning about yoga. Okay. Um, I, I want to be gentle with people. I don't want to. I know they all have their journey. Sure. Um, I know people are seeking healing. And I know sometimes they, they think that they're, they're getting that. You know, I understand what that is, but I just, I just want to tell people that, that one verse, go to it. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Stop yoking yourself to these things that you don't understand. This is a very powerful spiritual battle you're in. And you don't know what's out there. You, even with your intentions, you can have good intentions and yet, you're you're messing with something that is so yeah. much more powerful. Yeah. Um, so I would just encourage people to, you know, stretch. <laughs> stretch. Take some deep breaths and meditate on God. Stretch and pray and, the rosary. And it's that easy. It, yeah. It's not it's not hard. Um well, I just want it's to not thank easy, you but it's on. not hard. This has been, I'm sure, enlightening for many people, and thank you for uh, opening our eyes to this whole world of yoga. Um, stay tuned. Uh, up next is Father Kirby, and uh, may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Father Dan, signing out. Thank you so much for listening to the Radio Maria podcasts. It's thanks to listeners like you who donate that enable us to continue delivering quality content to listeners around the world. If you'd like to contribute and help us keep spreading the message of Our Lady's Son, please consider making a donation. You can reach us at 888-408-0201 or simply visit our donations tab on our website at radiomaria.us. Your generosity truly makes a difference. This has been a Radio Maria production.